You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolux Nights, the Grolux Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, everybody. What's going on? I have a quick question for you. Not to derail it before we even get through the intro. How many cute little puppies do you think had to drown before we got seals? Was it worth it? (laughs) (laughs) These are the things that pop in my head while I'm taking a shower before the show. (laughs) How do we know that puppies didn't evolve from seals, Randy? I asked Melanie, and she said, this is a conversation we had, I don't know, weeks ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And she said, it was probably like if whales came from a mammal, uh, from hippos or something, uh, it was probably dogs to seals. Because I wanted to know, because I was looking at a seal face on TV, and I was like, that's a dog. How does that happen? Oh, no, I I literally, like, uh, I draw dogs with kindergartners right and Uh before they have ears on them i say well we've got a seal we need to give it some ears Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i see where you're getting that for sure and then i was like but dogs are cute and nice so are seals seals. but it probably took a lot of dogs before seals were a thing (laughs) a lot of wet puppies (laughs) think about that (laughs) No. Next time you look at a seal. <laughs> no. Just sad. Come on. <laughs> Come on. What kind of show is this? It doesn't, <laughs> it, doesn't mean, <laughs> it doesn't mean they had to drown, though. It just means, you know, they, they slowly evolved into that. You know, they have people that are, have evolved to live on water, too. So, domestic well, soon. So, what was the event that sealed the deal? Oh. So, okay. <laughs> so, if, if dogs came from wolves, why don't. Seals look like wolf faces. They have dog faces. Sorry, it's probably easier to swim with a dog face. I don't know. I have no idea. Really. <laughs> Hi, Savannah. Thank hey. you, Savannah, for being one of our cat dancing tier patrons. I know it's probably not good to promote such a thing right off the top of the episode, but hey, patreon.com slash podcast at the cat dancing tier. You can get a shout out every episode like Savannah does. Mm-hmm. Obligation complete. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so tonight we're talking about, uh, well, the the sub the subgenre is doll horror, and I do want to get into a little bit of the discussion of, uh, are there enough doll creepy doll movies to like make it? Is it a subgenre or is it just like it has to be right? A flavor of the monster genre subgenre. It's definitely not its own genre. Mm, I don't know. It's a sub sub genre. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about a few that we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I've watched, I've watched a couple other things that I won't spend a lot of time on, but I am kind of excited to talk about it and it's all horror, which is, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, real quick. Savannah's going to bed. Good night, Savannah. Have a good night. Uh, thanks for, for stopping in. Take it easy. Hope you feel better. Me too. Um, Paul says he can send me a list of doll movies. That's okay. My mom, <laughs> my mom posted 
a doll movie on my profile today. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was, I think trilogy of terror, but it's got like, mm-hmm. so in, in looking at looking for a movie, a doll movie to watch, um, I watched some YouTube videos with, of lists and stuff. And, uh, yeah, the one she shared with me was one of them that was on the list that I was like, maybe. I don't think I'd seen it, but it was a, it's a 70s boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, uh, it's a 70s movie with, um, I don't know, man, like a, it's like a tribal doll or something. Mm-hmm. It almost looks problematic, mm-hmm. but I'm just too attuned to PC culture. You're just way too woke, bro. <laughs> I don't think it is, though. It doesn't have, like, the certain exaggerated characteristics that would go along with something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make me think of those old creepy-looking dolls that they would sell. That's like, yeah, they, they don't make those anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Or shrinking heads. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Joe Boo from uh, the <laughs> Major League series. Yeah. F you, Joe Boo. I'll do it myself. Right. <laughs> that's that's the thing to know from that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was that? Eighties? I think. Oh that, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Or say, if if not like late 90s, late ninety one. Well, oh. no, like Major League Two maybe came out in the nineties, but the first one was eighties for sure. Okay. What a problematic thing in the eighties. That's weird. An eighties right? movie with things that didn't age so well. unlikely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but first, wow, <laughs> super sidetrack. Mm-hmm. How are you two doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> right. Well, I was just, I didn't have anything to segue into, but I wanted to say, speaking of things that it didn't age well, uh, and then <laughs> from the eighties, I mean, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Us? us. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I've aged like a fine wine. Okay. Yeah, you do. You do look more and more distinguished. I'm year. looking. I am definitely looking older, but I'm still not. I'm still not looking my age. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. Shut your. Shut your. <laughs> You'll wake up and you'll look like someone train wrecked your face. Oh, you <laughs> it just happens. Uh, it's yeah. funny because I uh, I used I had a buddy who would like chime in on my uh, on my Facebook feed because yeah, Facebook, um, and he would he would he would uh, make it a point to say that Kiefer doesn't age. It was, I was like, oh yeah, let's put some photos side by side because oh yeah, I have. I will say it is so strange. Like Facebook makes it like occasionally I'll come across people that, you know, I knew when I was much younger that, and I haven't seen them in years. I mean, at this point, that's all people, but I right. haven't seen them in like decades at this point. And you'll come across them on Facebook and then just be like, whoa, <laughs> wow. What okay. happened? Yeah. You live it hard, huh? <laughs> life. And then there's others that it's like you look the same. How how is that right. possible? How is it possible that you look the same? Everybody's got a few Paul Rudds in their Facebook timeline. Apparently so. I don't know. Sunscreen. Sacrifice. One of the two. Sacrifices. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just sharing. Just doing a little a little uh a little pimpage. Um Yeah, I don't wanna uh, we, we've sidetracked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, 
So uh, we should talk about what we watched? Yeah. I want to talk about what we watched. Okay. And something that uh, you probably knew was coming. Uh, Melanie and I finished Midnight Mass. Yep. And it, I still love it. It's, Me too. It was still great. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I don't, man, I still don't want to spoil it, but at this point, I feel like it's out there. So... We should, we should still try not to. Okay. Well, then I have n- not a lot to say about it that I didn't say last week. Yeah. Uh, I feel like um, I, there is, I've heard, the main criticisms I've seen of it um, is just that it's very monologue heavy, and it is. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. very talky, and the talky is like people giving fairly long speeches. But right. it's so, like, kind of character driven, and... Mm-hmm that's i don't know that's just kind of part of it and it's not, for me it's not a problem because most of the characters were pretty interesting and the ideas it explores are pretty interesting there's a lot of stuff to do with religion and stuff but also kind of how that, how that ties into jeez jesse so, <laughs> so, sorry it sounds yeah, like the end of that sounds like the apocalypse to to people <laughs> that's, the, that's the end of uh, episode of lost every time <laughs> right um Sorry, I've got a different angle, so I'm not used to this. So I apologize for it happens. Um, I, I I lost track of what I was saying. Uh, Something about religion, yep. and then oh yeah, religion, and um, I guess group dynamics a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, especially towards the end. It definitely gets more into like this idea of I don't know. There's a lot of cult. Um, not even not even like subtle mm-hmm. uh allusions mm-hmm. to very specific cult, famous cult things but um yeah anyway i don't know where i was going with any of that no it's yeah that is a big part of it that the way that people react because of the way that everyone else is reacting and the things that they'll do because and, yeah. everybody's doing it that is a big part of it yeah you're right yeah mob mentality mm-hmm. um but uh, the monologues, anyway, the point is the only I feel like maybe they do slow down the final episode. Um, and I think the, the final it has a very satisfying conclusion. But when I think back on it, the episode like the actual I don't know when things kind of really go wild is the best part. And I feel like they'll maybe you there could be improvement for compressing that more towards the actual final conclusion there's mm-hmm. a lot of people just kind of discussing things during the the wrap-up which i guess makes sense but i really like the way i'm oh, sorry i like that aspect of it though because it like you you can see people talk all the time and you know that maybe maybe it is because it's it's not realistic but that i like it people sitting standing there having conversations long conversations while chaos is erupting around them you know yeah. i love that i love the idea of that i think it's fun i like it. i like it and but i guess if you're going for realism maybe that's not the way to, to do it but this movie is or the show is not about realism necessarily okay right well yeah and i mean i did appreciate it but like yeah i was just saying that's my that's the one kind of um critique i guess or somewhat negative thing is in at the time, I enjoyed it, but thinking back on it, 
the thing that really sticks with me is I think maybe like towards the end of the episode before the final episode. Um, but you know what? It ended so much better than Bly Manor, in my opinion. Talk about an ending that kind of drug on. <laughs> yeah. But Mike Flanagan's great. He can do no wrong. So go watch all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if people are watching it. Uh, apparently Squid Games is where it's at right now. I, I I don't know Squid Games. I've not watched it, and Never it is it. it's insanely popular right now. It's on Netflix. Okay. What is going on, Jesse? You are smiling and chuckling about something. There's something going on. I don't know in the chat. So so I just shut off my mic because I realized, uh, like Paul chiming in on the chat re- made, made me realize that I uh, I picked a little something up. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! I picked a little something up at the con that I was at this weekend. Uh, Isn't that a that's like a Red Man shirt or something, right? <laughs> I think I think so. It's official Red Man merchandise right there. I it came up in a podcasting group, like you know, hey, let's share our like worst reviews or one star reviews. <laughs> yes. So I went and found it again. It's the only one star. It's it's. The only one star review we have <laughs> on iTunes it is, of is this guy complaining about that one time you made a mistake and mentioned Red Man in the same sentence as Wu Tang. Which, listen, that's that's they're like best friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> and <laughs> I reread the review, and it's so funny because, like, clearly it has nothing to do with the show. Uh-huh. It's the fact that, like, <laughs> just the way. <laughs> He called it a, a like a, a what was it a debacle and <laughs> like if you can't don't even mention it or if you can't l- uh, list all nine mem- all nine proper members of the Wu Tang Clan why not just well my, you should have just edited that whole portion out or something it's like what like it was a, like a one sentence thing that you referenced Wu Tang yeah and it wasn't even the point of the story he just really doesn't like uh, he just doesn't like Red Man man. Time for some action. I guess not. <laughs> um, so for the audio listeners, yeah, I have a Wu-Tang shirt on. That's, right. <laughs> that's that's what's going on here. Uh, Paul says he'll fight a troll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know there was a setup for that, but I'm just going yeah, yeah, well, to. I mean, yeah. Our review trolls. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was awesome because uh, it was literally $5 for the shirt. And I was like. It's like, wow, it's, it's like the podcast gods wanted me to have a shirt. <laughs> that specific one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clearly. It I haven't. Cool. I, I think I'm an episode or so behind on the Wu-Tang show. The Wu-Tang show. I need to catch up. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, did you watch anything? You got a Wu-Tang shirt. That's uh, something I, got a, I got a Wu-Tang shirt. Uh I don't. I don't remember if I talked about it already. I, I got caught up on most of Rick and Morty. I think I talked about this last episode. That's really all I've done um, in terms of TV, and then what I watched for the show tonight. So that's kind of it. Other than Holly's been watching some Blacklist. She's been wa- watching like all of it. Mm. So I, I got a lot of James Spader uh, voice in the background, and I don't hate that. <laughs> Right. Like dude could, uh, dude could talk about anything and it's somehow like you're compelled to listen because you're like, when's the other shoe going to drop? <laughs> you ever watch a uh, secretary? That's uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. It's, 
It's the only James Spader movie you need to watch. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it says, I, don't I don't know. know. It's, it's memorable, right? I mean, it's it's up. The, I mean, like that's kind of his flavor too, because that's the kind of movie he came in on, right? Right. Right. So. That's probably yeah. That's why he seems he seems yeah he seems kind of weird and seedy and gross in a way. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think you're right because he came yeah he kind of uh, rose through a series of what would they call them? I don't know. I don't even know what that kind of thrillers. Yeah, I guess. Really? Because I remember him from uh, Boston Legal. <laughs> no, from from like eighties movies where he was a just like the weird teenager guy. Oh, in the background of uh, <laughs> oh wait, I'm thinking Eric Stoltz in. Wait, no. Which one was in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High as one of the buddies? I know Nick Cage was in there. See, I'm thinking of yeah, I'm thinking of the movie with him as Graham. Oops. Sex lies and videotape, like that's the one I right, right first saw him in. But erotic thrillers—that's what they're yeah. called. And I don't know why, because he's not attractive, at least to me. Well, that's not the point, though. I think Paul nails it. He plays a pervy sleaze perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost better if you're not super attractive. If you're going for sleaze. Oh, he is in some weird, like, uh, he, he's in uh, Pretty in Pink as Steph. Yeah. Yep. He's that's in the, that's uh, the one I remember Mannequin most. Mm-hmm. and Baby Boom, Wall Street. Huh. Well, you know what? I regret bringing it up a little bit, but uh, the whole James Spader thing, <laughs> I regret it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but the other thing that we watched um, that... If if this week's theme hadn't been specifically doll horror, if it had been puppy puppy again with the puppies, <laughs> puppy horror, they're puppy called seals. Horror. Oh no, God! Uh, <laughs> had been puppet horror, which we've already done on the show. We did right. last year. Um, then I would have it had been a stretch, but I would have shoehorned this in as my pick for puppet horror. But Melanie and I watched Malignant, and I. I recall, I think I mentioned it on the show before that I was like curious about it because I'd read all these reviews and like there were so many, even the ones that liked it or disliked it, everybody was like, it's not good, but that twist or the ending is bonkers. So mm-hmm. I watched it. Um, it's not good. No. And the twist is. Spelled out for you? It's so spelled out, like it's it's tell it's telegraphed. Like if people were actually like taken by surprise with what the actual twist was, I don't know what to say. They've never watched movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the execution on that <laughs> twist is what I think makes it so memorable. Because it, it is bonkers. It's it it's so over the top, insane. In like a, God, it's such not a good movie. But I think that's almost the point. <laughs> <laughs> like the opening scene takes place in 1993 and it feels like you're watching a B-grade direct-to-video uh, horror movie made in 1993. It's just like so bad and trashy and like it, trashy, not like in a sleaze way, but just like the bad acting and the camera's like insane and the editing's just a little too fast. Like you're like, oh, what is this? And that's how it starts. Then it goes into normal James Wan stuff, which is. I, I, I'm not a huge fan and I figured out watching this why um, because first off it's like kind of the most ratchet approach to horror like it's 
It's very mainstream friendly horror, but at the same time, he's super stylistic, which would normally be a win- a good thing for me. But like, I don't. His style is like, look how cool this is. Hey, this is super cool. I'm like, no, you just do it. Do a horror movie. I don't care mm-hmm. how cool you feel like your horror movie is. It's not. <laughs> it's boring right now <laughs> because nobody. Your characters are all terrible. Don't put a detective in your thing. <laughs> the, the the characters are so bad I felt the same way about the first Saw and I like the first Saw but there are parts of that that I like I hated the style it's too like too snappy all the flashes and the cuts and it's like it's trying too hard and then you could even put a good actor that had uh, Danny Glover in it right but I felt like as soon as he come in as the detective like it felt like a B grade low budget movie it just like seemed cheesy and poorly written this is the same thing except i don't think i don't know these actors so i don't know if they're good or not but like the detectives come in and they feel like they're out of a bad movie um uh paul says it was designed specifically to poke fun at the italian horror movie scene with the -the over-the-top stuff and bad dialogue and telegraphed story well i mean uh, i think the dialogue comes natural but (laughs) No, no, that's, and I see that. I see that. Um, and I can deal with that. The, the, I think in terms of this movie, I'm, I was a little off track with Saw. Um, Malignant, I, the, it's the James Wanness I don't like, although there are some super cool shots. There's this cool sequence where the camera is like above where the ceiling should be and it f- tracks this uh, lady across the house. So like, and it's like two stories up. And she's on the bottom floor. So there's rooms where it's like super high ceiling and you can see straight down to her. But then when she walks through like a a hallway or something or into another room where there's a bedroom on top, you see the bedroom. And it just tracks her all through the house like that. I don't know. It's pretty cool. There's some cool stuff. But again, it is. I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but it is worth watching because of the end. And again, I figured out what it is that like what he's doing. He makes the superhero movies of horror movies, uh, but not necessarily in a good way. No. Well, yeah, a little. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because and this bugged me a bit a little bit. But once you see like the monster thing or whatever it is, that's like the threat in this movie. It's so cheesy in a way because uh, it's kind of cool, right? But it's cheesy because it shows up and like you expect, like it's a horror movie. You expect like a monster or something creepy. It's got like a Matrix coat on, which it makes a point to grab several times. Like it has to have its style. And it's like got a very like convoluted weapon that it uses that's very specific looking weapon. It's like all of the uh, horror movie character, like villains in his movies are so obviously and clearly designed to have a certain style like it's an attempt to be to create iconic monsters but it's like trying too hard every time and that's what bugs me about it (laughs) and then if you just i mean he's the conjuring universe like he is doing superhero movie versions of horror movies essentially um (laughs) which like super villain horror movies yeah which is kind of cool it's just man Mm -hmm. okay it can't just be the killer down the street it's got to be um you know uh the, the Dolatron guy or whatever, you know? That said, if I would watch a movie, though, about this superhero villain, the supervillain. Yeah. If it was 
I don't know, better. If it didn't have to like feel like it had to shoehorn in the traditional horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Because when it doesn't do that, when it's just like, you know what? It's Matrix time and a whole police station worth of cops is about to get murdered. I'm on board for that because it's insane. Like there's mm-hmm. action, like action scenes. Whoo. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I'd say it's worth watching just for that. Mm-hmm. But um, but probably just once. Oh, yeah. OK. All right, let's talk about movies, and I'm, I don't want to talk for a little bit, so. <laughs> Who's up first? Who wants to go first on our doll horror? I should probably go, and then Melanie, and then you, just to space yeah. out our picks a little bit. Yes. Sounds good. Yeah, sound reasonable? Idea. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I chose the, uh, I think it's inarguably, the best toy doll killer movie ever ever so clearly i'm talking about child's play three do i even need to go on i don't know really i don't because uh the the series didn't need to either but it did i'm i'm having okay i'm trying to this might have like one of the more fun just i think i like the how t- Chucky gets taken care of in this movie, though, like towards oh, the end. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got one of the more memorable versions of that. But anyway, so I mean, I chose three for a couple of reasons, um, but the main one is it, it's the most memorable. So that to me, to me, it's the most memorable because I had a dubbed copy of it, so I, I'd seen it a few times. Even though I think two was probably like infinitely better. Or maybe it's I'm just remembering it that way. I which, don't know. It's okay, like, which, which one is? So three is the one where it's it takes place on a military base, and uh, Andy is grown up a decent amount, like he's a teenager now. Um, so the first one, pretty much everybody knows, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it lays the groundwork for the whole series. Two is where um, Chucky tries to track down Andy when he's in foster care. He's still a boy though, right? Mm-hmm. And in this one, uh, like that, the way that that one ends is he gets melted in a good guy's factory. And then um, this one picks up from there, take it, and literally this one was being written before the second one was even over. So that's probably part of the problems. Anytime that happens, <clears throat> Spider Man 3, uh, you get a gem, right? Uh, so like it ends with the, it ends or slash begins with the, the doll being like hoisted across this vat of plastic and he bleeds into the plastic, which is kind of interesting because I think it, it really sets up future, uh, installments and properties. And it's interesting to hear what they, what they were going to do with it down the road. Uh, so the blood goes into the plastic, they start making new good guy dolls and uh and one of them is chucky dun 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 and uh <laughs> so what's he going to do he's going to go look for andy because he's got to get out of this body and he's got such great one liner zingers as don't f with chuck which mm. rhymes way better if you say the real words but not on this show um <laughs> nope and it just, it just starts off with like an evil, uh, evil corporate exec who clear who who like doesn't seem to care about toys at all, but uh, 
he must like him somehow because his office is full of toys that could kill him and do and do kill him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he's got like a like a crazy train set. And he's also it's like the the first thing that I start wondering about uh, when I watch a scene like this is how how many of these like rich millionaire corporate execs like practically live in their office because like it's this whole scene where where his like corporate stooge guy is like i'm gonna go home now and just sucking up to the boss the entire time is like i suppose i could look at those reports after dinner just just leave just leave so chuck can kill kill this clown and then And and then he's just like drinking his whiskey in his office, his huge office that also looks like a living room that he's just mm-hmm. going to sleep in. And then uh, and then he's going to die, of course, because mm-hmm. Chucky's got to kill someone randomly right off the bat. And, right. You know, give us just gems, gems of dialogue. Um. Then then it just goes into the plot and the, and the plot is. Kind of a mess. I I think it's a like I don't think that the idea is too bad, but it's it's just like he doesn't the the guy who produced this movie doesn't really like this one because he was he he admittedly was running out of ideas. Like what he wanted to do with it was kind of go with the whole um, multi Chucky thing mm-hmm. that may that happens in. Uh, you know, later installments, he wanted to do it with this. And so it makes, it makes sense that the blood scene kind of happened because when you got the blood in the, in the, in the vat, it's like, well, why is there just one Chucky at this point? Right. Um, so it's, it sounds like that's what he was kind of starting to set up, but, um, couldn't do it for either money or whatever or maybe technology, technological reasons. Um, Aside from all that, like this movie looks pretty good. The the actors in it aren't half bad, but the plot just gets real weird. Just starts going all over the place and just makes major leaps in logic for the lore. Like like right off the bat, Chucky's going after a different kid because he's in a new body. But is he? Like the part that traveled into a new body is still the same. So wouldn't the curse be the same? But it doesn't matter. He's still, it's movies. He's still I, I, in the third one. He's still doing the like, let's play hide the soul, which is right. weird and yeah. creepy. But by the third one, man, that whole shtick definitely is wearing out its welcome. Right. And, and I go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No. I was I was gonna say in the in the I don't even understand really in this well revenge, but why he would go after Andy because he doesn't have to have Andy's body. It could be anybody's body if he can even do that because at the end of the first one he says he's stuck and he can't now you know right right <laughs> yeah so, they throw away that whole premise right off the bat yeah right you're yeah i i still question his obsession with andy a little yeah. bit but uh yeah it's so interesting man whatever i i, I don't have a lot to say to, to add to your thoughts on part three uh the first three definitely do kind of group together in like the original trilogy and they're like on that thing. Right. And then it's fascinating uh, to think of then like, and it's just like, you know what? Let's just do whatever. (laughs) Let's just do, it's weird. It's, it's at a certain point, I don't know, whatever the canon is insane. It's actually like pretty good about its canon, even 
though it's all over the place. Yeah, they keep they keep track even though they uh <laughs> they go all, all around. So like so, so like one of my favorite over the top moments in this movie is uh so like they start in the toy factory, they wind up in the military school, then the military school goes on like a night games kind of mission with with paintballs, but that are just real guns that somehow paintballs are in. <laughs> like right. somehow it's like that's not how paintballs work and you'd all be wearing face masks even if those were paintballs so like like there's leaps of logic but whatever it's ma movie magic uh but my favorites my favorite thing is then just for whatever reason there's a carnival yeah <laughs> and they they set it all up like that's the most like that it's so predictable at the end, like at the end, it's, they're just not even like giving the viewers credit for anything. They're just like, see this? I bet this will happen. This will be something. This is going to be a thing. Wait and wait and see what we do with it <laughs> kind of thing where it's like mm -hmm. they're in the carnival. They're on like a haunted mansion wannabe ride type of thing. Like they're running, running through that. And it's kind of a cool little scene. It's kind of a fun little chase. But um, like there's a there's a grim reaper reaper scythe that's going and it's like oh somebody's getting cut and of course it's chucky and then you get like his pizza face look right um and then uh but my favorite over the top moment is in this sequence where they're chasing and it's uh, tyler's there and he's trying to get away from charlie lee ray charles lee ray uh because they really had to hammer that one into this movie as well his original name in case we all forgot and then uh, he he's trying to get away from Chucky and he climbs up on this like bonkers looking dragon with a cat face bat thing. Like he's up on this thing that's just supposed to swoop down and scare the people in the ride. He's on it. So you got this this little black kid in, in a uh, military uniform on the dragon. And then you got Chucky dangling from the back legs of it. Right, right. <laughs> it's just like, what even is this now? <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun to me. I mean, the 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 subsequent movies that come later don't seem that weird now that I look <laughs> at where it came from. <laughs> so where does this sit with you uh, amongst the franchise? So it's... It's rated as the lowest of the low. I have some nostalgia feels for it because, I, like I said, we had a dub copy. I watched it a lot as a kid. As a kid, I'm much more forgiving of this movie. Um, uh, so I put it up. I put it above. I put it above Seed. I, I, Seed just bothers me. I don't. I don't. I'm not, I don't love that movie. Um, so Seed is Seed is my lowest one probably. This is just above that. Maybe tied with with Cult. I don't know. Cult is a better movie, but I was bummed out because of how well Curse ended. I was like, mm -hmm. Curse set things up to be so good, and then I got Cult. And I was like, this isn't the worst I've ever seen, but I was expecting something else. So. Right. Okay. We'll talk more about that shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melanie... Mm -hmm. Speaking of bummed out, I don't know what you watched, but you did not sound thrilled about it when we hopped on this call before right. the stream. Well, I was I got on Tubi TV because it's free uh, to try and find something to watch. And I had seen a, something earlier that had mentioned they had a couple things on there. Oh, no. A horror so, movie on Tubi is that's dangerous. Uh, it's yeah. dangerous territory. 
So what I watched was <clears throat> Doll Factory. Okay. It's uh, written and directed by Stephen Wolf. And I'm pretty sure he either owed somebody money or needed a couple like credits or something because he like just squatted and left this steaming pile of movie <laughs> that uh, this supposed to be a, a horror comedy, but it's not funny and it's not scary. It's just bad. Um, I think they, I think his aim was like, I'll tell you the plot, I guess maybe it's Halloween and a group of kids leave a party. Um, Go to this abandoned doll factory that's been abandoned since the 50s. I don't think it would still be there, but anyway, that, that's not even that relevant. So they're there, and um, one of them has a witch's book she found in her mom's closet that they sit down and decide to form a pentagram and read from in this abandoned doll factory, because that makes sense. Um, and then they start, yeah, that, and then uh, some dolls are possessed by whatever, I guess, demons, I don't know. The dolls are ugly. They sound like Mickey Mouse. They talk, which I... Oh, no. Yeah, they talk. They sound like Mickey Mouse. There's a bunch of them. Um, the jokes are bad. The acting's bad. The cinematography's bad. The dialogue is horrible. There's no plot. Um, the effects are all crap. Um, let's see. What else? It, 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 like, it, like, it thinks it wants to be like a, a, a funny, cult classic movie, but it doesn't try... Hard enough to be a good movie or a bad movie. It's just, yeah, you know. So all the dolls are the same, based on this cover right here. All of the dolls are the same. Yes. Oh, okay. And then there's, and then that guy is the, I don't know what he is, the master, which I don't really understand his purpose. Mm. It's supposed to be about dolls, but it, it's got to have a puppet master. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's dumb. It's dumb. That scene right there. I'm gonna tell you about that scene right there. That on the side. <laughs> this chick walks into some barbed wire and falls, and she's like, "Oh, oh, is am I hurt?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, you could say something like that." And then you look at it, and I'm like, Ugh. "And that happens over and over in this in this show. People will have things decapitated from their body, and they're like, oh, do, 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 do. oh my god, my arm is gone. Come on now. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it looks. It's bad. Yeah." Oh, well, yeah, I mean, Tubi, Tubi's interesting, like, because I'm, for certain genres, for certain, like, it's good for genre movies, for certain genres. Um, Like uh, Street Fighter? (laughs) Yes. You want to watch some, like, Kung Fu or martial arts from the 70s? They've got a ton of great stuff on there. Their horror selection, and they have a lot. Oh, it's bottom of the barrel. It's, there's a lot of real rough stuff in there. I've. I've stopped. I've started and stopped several movies on Tubi because I'm like, oh, oh no, never mind. Well, Paul likes it, but um, I you reminded me also there. I don't. There's weird. Oh God, Paul looked like it. Apparently, sometime in the seventies, <laughs> there had been another thing, and these guys uh, read from some other book and stopped it, so they have to come back and do that again. Uh, and they're really old now, and it's. Also, it's just a dumb, and they and it's not even like uh, they read they read they read from a book and it's stuff like Ramalamba Ding Dong Java, you know, like literal stuff like that. Crap! Like it's not even they're not even pretending to read Latin. It's <laughs> I don't know. It's not my brand of comedy horror. The comedy didn't. It, it sounded like 
it definitely wasn't going to land the horror. So the comedy didn't land for you, huh? It did not. Okay. They made a lot of sex jokes and, um, it has that in common with Chucky then. Yeah. But they weren't even good ones. And then, uh, I don't know. I just, I'd, it, it I'd wasn't argue that Chucky doesn't make good ones either, but that's fair. I suppose maybe if I was in a more forgiving mood and hanging out with other people, maybe I might've chuckled a time or two, but sitting there on my own and I being tired, I was like, this is crap and I hate it. And that's the feeling that I carry with me still. (laughs) (laughs) I love that rating. (laughs) This is crap and I hate it. Yep. (laughs) And I still hate it to this day. (laughs) Well, so, yeah, last year, I remember trying to kind of find more interesting and obscure picks. But so far this year, I've just been like, nope, we're just going to I'm just going to pick like the most expected type things. And uh, I had recently watched the trailer for the new upcoming very soon makes me wish this episode was maybe a week or two later. Uh, Chucky TV show. Does and it, it start actually, next week. Like I, it might start next week. Yeah, I think, I think it's so. the twelfth, something like that. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, hey, podcast listeners, you might be listening because of it, um, because we're still talking about Chucky. <laughs> so I was like, but I can't. Obviously, I can't watch that. Paul says next. Yep, next Tuesday. I'm I'm kind of excited for it. It actually looks pretty good. I'm curious. At first, I was curious as to what it was, and then I watched Curse of Chucky for the first time, and I was like, oh. Or not, yeah, Cult of Chucky. I watched mm-hmm. Cult of Chucky for the first time, and I was like, oh, never mind. I know exactly what this is. Um, um, I actually so, don't know anything about it, and I want to watch it. Should I leave the room for a minute? If, um, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll be know. right. I'll be gone for three minutes, and I'll be back. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I had never watched it. I remember, and I think part of that was, I remember, Jesse, you watched it, and you were not fond of it. Uh, well, you know the the thing that I the th- the thing I have against it is that I felt like Curse set us up for something. I don't I don't know. Curse ended so well, like it was like a classic Chucky movie, but it felt like a reboot, and we were kind of told it was a reboot, and then we found out it was all canon, and it was all true, and it was going to continue from here. And I was like, what? And then then we didn't we get a snippet of Andy too at the end there? And Curse, I'm like, dude, Curse- what? <laughs> I have. I don't think I've ever revisited Curse, but for the first time, watch Curse is amazing because it does play like it's a reboot. So you're like, okay, well, hey, it's actually being handled as like a straightforward. Uh, they would say back to basics, but legitimately creepy, suspenseful horror movie, uh, arguably rivaling the effectiveness of the first one. Um, but then at the end, the like you kind of twist is like. Because, you know, he looks different. It's like, ah, new Chucky, it's fine, it's creepy, he looks weird. It's a, it's essentially a mask. Right. Old Chucky is still stitched together, meaning all the previous movies that you know of, all are true, they're all apply, it's all canon. And he goes and he finds Andy from the first movie, grown up. And is the actual actor. Right. Um, and that's how that movie ends, and it's amazing. Uh, but, having watched... So so that put me off a little bit of cult because you sounded very kind of down on it. And I get it because it's not 
It's the it's bright well burn sh- effect. It's, it's the bright burn effect. It's that potential. Yeah. It's well shot. Like it looks it looks really good. I think um Curse looked good. Colt looks really good. But Colt is weird because yeah. it's not the same thing. No. It's Chucky, that old Chucky franchise creeping into it. <laughs> like in more yep. ways than one. It's it it kind of starts like, you know what? We're back to it. We're not playing games. We're not pretending this isn't Chucky. It's Chucky. And uh, <laughs> there's like no suspense with Chucky. As soon as he shows up, he's on screen. Instant wisecracks. They give him a comedic scene where he's like baffled that this uh, lady thinks he's not real. And he's like, ah, you're next or whatever. Like he's, he's, it's straight to just wisecracking Chucky. I, when this started though, I kind of loved the open. I loved it right away. Because it's it open with Andy, right? It opens with Andy. And Andy date. is messed up. Right? He's on a date and it turns out like people Google him. And it, and he even has like this great line. Uh she's like, Well, didn't like you have a dark past? And he's like, Ugh. And she's like, I'll be like, didn't like a bunch of people die? And he's like, Well, initially, you know, just just my babysitter and my guidance counselor. And a sheriff, and six or seven other people, and then about twenty something, twenty seven people over the years that I know about. And she's like, oh, "This is too much. I'm out." And he's like, "Oh, this is how it always goes." And then he goes home, pulls out a mutilated Chucky's head that he's got strapped to this thing, yes. and proceeds to torture it. And it's because it's <laughs> Chucky's head. He's got him locked in a safe that he occasionally tortures. I yeah. was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, whoa. yeah. That may be my favorite part, though, because I was like, whoa, and it got dark. Right. So I love... It's not necessarily a great movie, but I was thoroughly on board from the beginning and through most of it because I love the world building. Like, it's... it's, Since, you know, there was that first string of three that you were talking about, uh, the first trilogy, Mm -hmm. where they were kind of stuck on this thing, and that was wearing a little thin. And then they're like, well, let's just, you know what? Let's just go meta, full-on comedy uh, with, with uh, you know, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky and stuff. Um, and then it kind of feels like it's it's so weird because, and I think that's why this movie tonally is strange. Like, it looks good. It kind of wants to be suspenseful. It wants to be almost arty at times. But at the same time, you can't take any of it seriously because it's still like, but we're also bringing in all that other Chucky lore. All that is applicable. <laughs> right. Like, all that stuff that we, like, crept in at the end of the last movie you guys were all excited for it's just here now and that does totally change the movie um like there's some like the writing is still questionable i think maybe the first one wrote so or worked so well because there weren't a lot of characters to have to write they didn't really talk a lot lot to mess up no it was very straightforward this one like there's a bunch of characters there's a bunch of like cliche stuff going on and it's like okay well the multiplicity is it's like yeah they have that multiplicity thing going on where it's like you almost have a copy of a copy in in chucky it's like chucky with slightly different personalities too so i hadn't i hadn't connected the whole like you because you mentioned the with part three that's why you watch part three is because like they kind of were a little bit setting up the idea of multiple chuckies and that's where they wanted to go and I didn't realize that's where they were wanting to go. I had mentioned earlier that I watched the Chucky trailer, and the first trailer was so-so. It didn't really tell you much. The more recent trailer, the final trailer um, for the TV show, uh, really kind of puts it out there what's going on. 
included basically horcruxing him. He, he's he's got he's putting his pieces of his soul out there in parts. And that's right. what the TV show trailer says. And I I watched it before this, and I was like, well, that's an interesting idea. Okay, I'm kind of on board with that. And look, it's got a bunch of the people. Okay, not realizing that was totally all set up. Except they don't explain it as much. It's basically right. he just has like. He can just now just say his nonsense voodoo little sentence at anybody or anything and take him over, which is right. a little weird and kind of overpowered. But um, yeah, I watched this, then I was like, oh, I rewatched the trailer and after the end of this movie, and I'm I, I'm super I'm super excited for the show because it's got all the people. Uh, also, when I watched Curse of Chucky, I didn't realize um, the lead in that is Brad Dourif's r- real life daughter. Oh, huh. and she's and she's the lead in uh, Colt, and she's in the TV show. At oh, cool. You know, and I'll I guess whatever spoiler, what I'll avoid spoilers, but it's in the trailer. Like, so it became after I realized that I was like, oh, oh, they're totally setting her up to take over. For Brad, I think eventually, yeah. is it now? This is on USA, yeah, uh, yeah, USA and Sci-Fi. Okay, so I'm, I was curious, like, how far can they go? Because like these movies get bloody. Oh, oh, dude, Curse has some, or Colt has some. It's got some gore in it. There's yeah. some surprising. There's some shocking gore in it. The there. <sighs> The guy gets the drill through the back of the head and out the eye, which is pretty gross. But it's so sudden, and it's extra gross. This also has... Which one is it? Oh, somebody gets their head stomped. And it's got... And I, for whatever reason, head stompings in movie in movies just seem particularly, particularly brutal. It's got one of the more abrasive ones, I feel like, just because of the way it's done. Um, yeah, it, this it's full on. It does not, like... So, yeah, I'm curious with, like, what can they do on those cable channels now? I feel like they don't even have to really worry about ratings. They could do whatever. Right. I, I, I mean, hmm. you know, the content ratings, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, I mean, they can be clever about it, and that'll be fine. I just want to make sure that, like, they don't totally tone it down. Because even the funny ones, the kills have always been, like, I mean, like, cartoonishly garish a little bit. When did, when did Tiffany get Jennifer Tilly's body back in the like canonically? This because Colt yeah, had a line that was hilarious. seed, right? Is it, that was it, the point of been. seed. It was the point of seed for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, it must have been because I remember they brought Jennifer Tilly as Jennifer Tilly in at a certain point. Right. Okay. That was so in that, seed. That was in seed because okay. they were going to find her because they needed. I think they needed it in order. To carry the baby to term or something? I don't, I don't remember why. That's what I mean. Like that movie is so bonkers to me. At, at a certain point in this, she's on the phone and maybe talking to Andy. She calls Andy and he's like, "Who is this?" And she's like, "Tiffany, Jennifer. I don't even know anymore." Like, and that just seemed like such a meta, like right. It, and it's so weird because the franchise is both weirdly good about its canon because it does it it's got andy it's got you know it ties it tells you you it tells you what happened to the little girl from the last one that i totally forgot was even a thing and makes her kind of the punchline at the end of this movie um or her fate i guess and 
like it's weirdly good about its canon and that's kind of at this point and Paul had said by three who's watching Chucky for plot at this point I'm kind of hooked because of the weird overall plot because <laughs> of the weird the lore yeah but at the same time like it's super loose also because you've got Jennifer Tilly slash Tiff <laughs> you got Jennifer Tilly driving it's the only a car thing I know her from Tiff- now it's the only thing she does the Tiffany doll is also alive and in the back seat like it doesn't well, that's matter. right that's right yeah it doesn't matter who who which is which they're both her but i think that's almost also kind of the point and um are you done yet okay yeah i'll I'll avoid i'll I'll stop with spoilers okay i do want to say about the end and this is not a spoiler if i didn't know the show was coming the end would like knock several points off this movie because this is not a standalone like it has its story but it does not like if they stopped after curse if that was the last one, even though Curse like has this that crazy ending, it'd been fine. It'd be like, you know what? Sure. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. That's that's perfect. This one does not do that. This one is clearly setting up something. And if I didn't know the TV show, Paul said that was an eerie. Are you done yet? Uh, if I didn't know the TV show was coming, yeah, I'd have been kind of upset because it's just like this is this is like the matrix two or whatever like this there's no ending to this it's it's not a standalone movie um so i'm sure that probably maybe weighed on your initial opinion of it as well jesse yeah yeah also though it's not a great movie i i and maybe that's part of it is i watched a like we watched a bunch of horror that night and we watched, this was supposed to be like the hat trick. This was supposed to be maybe how we were going to end. Or maybe it wasn't that night, but it was like the weekend. It, like we watched a bunch of movies and we watched like Halloween, not Halloween, Christmas horror story. And I th- I was like, man, this is really good. Like I was I was ready for, for good horror. And I was like, I'm excited. There's a new Chucky movie out. And that last one was so good. Let's see what this is. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's. It's interesting because it doesn't go full like Seed or Bride of Chucky. No, no. It's a weird amalgamation yeah. of like, it's well shot. It at times has weird sequences that's trying to be artistic. That's like, that's kind of above the tone you've got going on, but whatever, I'll, exci- I'll accept it. Like there's split screen sequences where it's like, are you trying to build tension right now? Because I feel none, but it looks <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that weird super slow-mo where uh, like this the sh- glass in the ceiling shatters. It leads to a, a pretty cool kill. But it's just a super slow, like dreamy snow or rain or something's coming through. It's all raining down glass. And it kind of goes on for longer than it should. And you're like, okay, Chucky, <laughs> what, what are you doing? What, this isn't Scarface. Come on. But it, then it's also got like the most cliche. Uh, it's, it you know, it's. It's inside of an, a mental asylum, and so all your characters are like schizophrenics, and they're all poorly written cliche characters, and the doctor's not a very good character, and uh, you know, it's whatever. It's the lady who was in there because she probably her baby died, so of course she gets a Chucky doll. It's my baby, that type of thing. Like it's not good, but man, it's good. <laughs> but it's worth watching, right? <laughs> I think it is. Should Melanie watch this? She's going to. Okay. I, partway, like, it was mostly after the that opening that I was telling you about, or that, you, you know, we were talking about. 
I messaged her. I was like, I was like, so I started watching. I feel bad for watching it without you. I started watching this and I will watch it with you also. I'll watch it again. Um, because yeah, it's, it's entertaining. And, and we'd already said we were going to watch the series and apparently I have to. Um, and that's fine. I don't know why don't... you have to. Oh, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I mean, I guess it's, it's kind of the thing of like, I feel the same way about Malignant, where it's like, it's not good, but there's some crazy stuff, and it's cheesy, and it's campy, and I don't know what the difference is. I guess this has that extra, like, I've watched them all at, uh, at this point, so it's got that extra bit to hook me into there. Right. But Chucky is also still, oh man, there's some, the animatronics are a little, like, a little wonky, and anytime they have, anytime you see full body Chucky having to walk around, like, he doesn't move real fast. <laughs> It's, oh, it's a yeah. little wonky, um, but that's not important. Well, in, three, in three, it looks like they're literally dangling a doll over a body, you know. They're not supposed to give those jobs to animatronics, those little people jobs. They're taking away little people jobs, and that's just messed up. I think, I think Chucky falls into the area of, like, he's too small, though. No, that, that's how that, that's what they had in the first one. Was they had, I know, I, and it does surprise me a little bit that, that, they, that they didn't do that in this, but... I don't know why they went away from that. I think the they did that a little bit at the beginning of three. Like you could see just, I, I just, just one scene where you see him running and it's like, Oh, well that's clearly a little person. But I love Chucky sass. I don't think it's good. He's not like super funny. No, he's so, so bad, but that's from that's, that's coming from me. He is bad, <laughs> but that's kind of the fun of it at this point. Like they kind of know, they know he's bad. And so they just, the, that one scene where he, the first scene where he properly like pops in and there's not like any fanfare. He's just walking, but he even has like a little tirade. This lady is just talking to him and he's like, I'm a vintage 1980s toy <laughs> standing in a hallway with a knife, just talking to you. And you, do, and you don't think that's weird. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's just so matter of fact, but He's like he's like a good cross between Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> he kind of is. That's a that's a that's good. Um, I need to clarify because if it sounded like that, I love Chucky's sass, not Chucky's bum. He ain't got a bum. No, he's a doll. Yeah. Get real. <laughs> <laughs> get, get real. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, how do we wrap this up? Like, what what makes a good killer doll movie? Um, uh, I, I don't know doll? that I've seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Maybe the first, chi- maybe the first Child's Play. Uh, Child's lore, Play is a l- right lore. It's got to be weird, but it's got to make of. a little bit of sense, right? Yeah, I mean. It kind of works on this for me anyway. It works on the same principle as like the Friday the Thirteenth series, and as the series have both gone on, I think there's more entertaining entries in the Child's Play franchise than Friday the Thirteenth. But eh, the first Child's Play is pretty good, um, but I don't think there. I don't think any of them are like right I, the greatest horror movies of all time. Um, so it, yeah, I don't know. It does kind of come on I to guess like then the, it then it has to be character, right? Like 
you come back for Chucky. You come back for the character. Same thing maybe with the Puppet Master movies, even though they don't really talk or anything. Like, they present a certain character. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. Um, And it... It's worse when they talk usually, usually. So that says a lot to me for Chucky because the creepier, the creepier dolls, in my opinion, would be ones that didn't talk. That you just, right. you're not sure. Maybe this person's just a nutbag, you know. So for him to be able to not only be a decentish movie, but to carry on a whole series for this long, he's he's a good bad guy. Did they say thirty years this thing's been going on. Mm-hmm. It's also a little bit consistency. Ha, yeah. you know not, ignoring that the the reboot that is kind of like a totally separate thing really having Brad Dourif the whole time is mm-hmm. in everyone is amazing um i was super excited that he's still doing it in the tv show that's kind of like you know no no offense to like mark hamill but like to have it without like if you lose Brad Dourif then it's, no it's right. i don't know to have him is not necessarily a mark of excellence but in terms of Chucky, like, I don't know, it adds something to it. Right. Um, yeah. like so I'd rather, next... Sorry, I'd rather have Mark Hamill as Joker than, uh, what's his name? But, but I would uh, rather have 30 seconds to Mars as... guy. Huh? Uh, Jared Leto. Oh no, I was not talking about Jared Leto. I was talking about the Chucky guy. Oh, oh yeah. I'm saying oh, you wouldn't want Brad, Brad Dourif as Joker. They actually, they actually talked about that. Like originally, the like instead of Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton wanted him for the Joker. Yeah, what would that movie be like? Amazing. I like Melanie doesn't like Brad Dourif. I like Brad Dourif. I think he's great. Um, He seems talk about sleaze. Like a lot of the movies he's in, and it's I I feel like maybe typecast. The in the eighties into the nineties, like he's always seems like a sleazy villain type guy. Deadwood man, he he plays a grumpy but lovable doctor in Deadwood, and it's so good. And that like really won me over on him. You know, I don't think it's he's typecast. I think it's it's like with um the guy we were talking about earlier. He is like let sleaze like runs off of him. You can't he can't help it, and we can't help seeing it. Even if he's not necessarily sleazy, he seems to be a sleazy character in in everything. Even when he's not supposed to be. Paul says, give me a Willem Dafoe Joker. I mean, that's like so on the nose. It, he would be great, but I feel like he's approaching the age where that's definitely not going to be a thing ever. Um, he's young at heart. It'd be fun for like a Batman Beyond. He just shows up in the shadows or something. You don't even know he's the Joker. He's just Willem Dafoe until he starts talking. <laughs> yeah. Bride of Chucky was super smart. I feel like that opened it like... That mm-hmm. broke it out of having to be just child's play, and really like from there you can go you can go anywhere. And it was like seven years later, yeah. like yeah. in the movie, it's only like a month or so, but it's <laughs> seven it? years later that they did this movie. It's so crazy. Oh. And I love Jennifer Tilly, so. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's really the most world building, because at first it's just like, yeah, it's just evil doll. In the real world. And then it's like, oh, but the, their version of the real world is weird. And there's John Waters for some reason. Why not, man? That can only, that's only good things. It <laughs> can only make John, good things happen in your movie universe. There's John Waters in the real world. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't ever see him. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Because this is in the real world. <laughs> I feel like so like I like that they did the whole oh I don't want to spoil it. That's it's a good scene. Um I like that they pull in the internet a little bit. I I feel like there would be like a full on like like a a, a subreddit dedicated to Char- Charles Lee Ray. I was a little right right. I was a little worried that Cult of Chucky was going to be something else. That it was oh, going yeah. to be like... Yeah, no, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Me too. So that seemed too obvious. Or, and actually, in retrospect, it's maybe not as obvious as what they actually mean. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm glad it didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, doll horror. I don't... I got to take this doll factory picture down. That's maybe coloring my opinion of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it on this other screen. I keep yeah, looking at it. Stop. I don't know. That's weird. Puppet horror. It's interesting. Because I was excited, even though we did puppet horror last last year, I was excited to do doll horror again. But then looking through, like, and there's a, there are a lot of potential movies for that, but there's not a lot that really look that good. I was to say of of the list, how many do you want to watch? Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, there were I can't remember the name of them offhand, but there were a couple like um, there was like a Korean one in the list. That I bet those. I, saw. I bet those might have been. It good interesting yeah yeah because I, I bet i bet they do creepy dolls right i bet right because a lot of um <laughs> paul's like all of them watch all of them <laughs> paul says if james dean can still be in movies defoe can be joker that's true that's true i feel like that's really benefited chucky uh, being a doll and just a voiceover job essentially has really benefited brad Durst, you know ensuring that we can have one actor play the character for this long. Sure. Um, anyway, I don't sure. have too much more to say about it. Did you get your pup, your puppet fix? Jesse? Oh yeah, it was good. It was good. I mean, I, I got to rewatch. I, it gave me an excuse to rewatch child's play three and I both regret it and enjoyed every minute. Do you count those as puppets? I, would think- I mean, they're pup. They're, I mean, like they're made as, you know, like that's how you make the movie is it's animatronic puppetry right but i mean technically they aren't puppets no yeah i i get confused i'm like does it have to be string or hand up the butt or is it just any <laughs> anything that is like a moving doll uh, well technically a puppet is either going to be a you know either a hand or glove puppet mm-hmm. or a marionette is yeah. technically considered a puppet so mm-hmm. yeah when we did puppets i'm i don't remember what your guys's picks were but i did I think I did the Blades solo movie from the Puppet Master okay. series because I hadn't seen it, and it. I I wish I would have gone with just a straight Puppet Master movie. Um. Oh yeah. I guess, man. Speaking of Puppet Master, I guess it says puppet in the title, but those would count as dolls too. I think. Um. Really. Builder Beaver from Zoopily Zoo was a puppeteer on Child's Play two and three. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Makes Paul sense. No. Yeah. He uh, does a Zoobly Zoo podcast with one of the cast members. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's the Zoobly Zoo podcast. The, he right? does the, the Zoobly Zoo podcast. The definitive Zoobly Zoo podcast. With, um, what's his name? The bear guy. I should know this offhand. But Is you it, can listen to it. He's on the actual Zoobly Zoo show. He's a regular guy on the show. <laughs> he's, a re- he's a normal, normal bear person. He's on a the bear human. Zoobly Zoo show. You can listen to it on electronicmediacollective.com. They got a catchy song. 
that starts every episode. It's the same song. Mm-hmm. It's called theme song. Yeah. Oh. They did a whole episode about that song. Really? Oh man, yeah. Oh yeah. It deserves its own episode. Yeah. Kudos. Yep. That's that's just stinking right there. Yep. Because uh. that song stick that's stuck in my head now for the next month. <laughs> just talking about it. Is it is it the one from the actual Zubilee Zoo show or they have their own? Well, that I, I don't know. <laughs> no, the actual song. They talked about the song. Yeah. I've got it in my head. Oh, for sure. And I never heard. We it. all do. We all do. If anyone watched that show mm-hmm. and is listening to us now, they they've got that song in their head now. Yeah. Lookout Bear, Michael B. Moynihan. I'm sorry, oh, I had to say it you weird. Butchered like that. it, right? Yeah. That's a good Irish name, and you just butchered it. <laughs> it's fun to say. I wanted to stretch. I mean, I wanted to make it last. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, I wanted to savor it. Mm. <laughs> Taste the Irish. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, oh man, hey Melanie, you should start thinking about what we might want to be amazed about. Okay, I'll think about that. I'll, and I'll... while you're thinking about that, we also need to figure out what we're doing for next week because the week oh, after right. next week, I believe, we're doing Tromaville. Right. We're going to Tromaville. Tromaville. Troma horror. Next. Uh, next train to Troma. Uh, listen, our concept of subgenres are maybe it's it's a little iffy, but we're talking about. Horror. I thought we had like three different things last week. Mm-hmm. We did, but we got bad smacked so hard that we forgot two of them. We did. No, but we were skipping. I thought because people weren't going to be able to watch it, and they wanted to. Right. Right. No. Well, yeah. Trauma. We're going to skip next week. We're going to do that. I believe the week after, because Paul. Um, Paul is also doing a some maybe something that would be a good companion piece releasing around the same time, and right. he wanted to be around to talk to us mm-hmm. about trauma. Um, trauma seems right up his alley. Um, trauma has been called a legit subgenre <laughs> by Paul just now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it. It kind of is because they're horror comedy, kind of. Uh, but I don't know. It just feels like it. It's a part of an. It's whatever we'll call it its own subgenre. I think it. I think it counts. There's enough movies just solely around that that it's got to be its own thing, you know. Right. So you can totally, you can totally veto this. Um, but like my brain just searching for genres and whatnot was um thinking back to when we reviewed the cabinet on the Grolix podcast back when we talked about comic books. Yeah. Um. And that so that was historical oh, horror. I see it every time. <laughs> There's a just just slight just slight disdain every time when we used to talk about comic books. Like, remember that? <laughs> remember when everyone was happy and we loved life? No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a lot's happened. Okay. Touche. Touche. Um, yeah. Sorry. So like historical. Historical horror? I don't know. Ooh, <gasps> yeah. Because that opens it wide up. Yeah, I mean, like Historical you could do stuff horror. like Shutter Island. Even could mm-hmm. be considered historical Vivitch. horror. I don't know. Yeah, the Vivitch. The Vivitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, I like what? Rav Ravenous. Oh, that mm-hmm. could have been a comedy horror too, because it's got it's kind of tongue in cheek. No, it's unintended. Comedy that notes, but yeah. It's got tongue in cheek. 
No, but it it does have like. I mean, it's not it's not Idle Hands or Evil Dead, or it's not like attempting to be schlocky, but it's got a weird humorous tone to it. Um, but anyway, Ravenous, as in the '90s Ravenous, not there's other movies called that. That movie's is it great. The, uh, the others. I'm trying to remember if that was a period piece. Yes, it does. The really others. Work. Yes, the others yeah. was good too. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Jackson. That's not early Michael Jackson. It's but I. That's what always pops in my head. It's from one of the scary movies. I think spoofed. Michael part, spoofed part of that thing. And there's she goes in and there's somebody under a sheet and it, they pull it off and it's Michael Jackson. Oh god! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't yeah. know, but that's what always sticks in my head. It scared me. <laughs> that sucks. That scared you. <laughs> this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> um, historical horror. I, I feel like there might have been something else we were going to do, but we're doing that now because that's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Also, I wish there were more Western horror movies. There are very Ooh, few. Yeah. But it's, I wish there were more. Ravenous almost fits into that. It's about the right time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen a couple that are specifically like Western horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a, a a genre that's well. What was the one? Not the cabinet necessarily, but there was a comic book I did read that was Manifest Destiny, maybe where it was basically oh, yeah, that was May- great. oh yeah, maybe yeah yeah well, east east of west or something. Uh, east of west is in the future. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But it Manif- was Manifest Destiny was a Lewis and Clark expedition. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, that one was great. The West, man, west, I love comic of- books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I do, but uh, I like Western horror. I don't understand why there's not more of it because that's such a freaking scary time period. Like, yeah. you know, unknown lands and uh, like creatures and people trying to murder you all around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the like just the setting itself lends itself mm-hmm. to it so well. Yeah. Dysentery. Jeez. Yeah, Paul mentions Jonah Hex um, could, uh, could kind of sort of maybe fall under Western horror. It should if they made a good movie based on Jonah Hex. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that movie is, that's still like in the mindset of, well, it was a comic book, right? We got to make it comic booky. It's like the, the Max Payne movie. Oh, my Why God. was there supernatural oh stuff my in God. that? Why yeah. was there an angel? Like, what? Just because it's based on a video game doesn't sense. mean it has to be a sci-fi thing. Max Payne doesn't have... Max Payne is a a, a throwback to tongue-in-cheek, hard-boiled filmed war, depressing detective stuff, and mm-hmm. they throw angels and Marky Mark in it. Stop it. <laughs> still mad about that. That was like yeah. 15 I mean, years ago or something. Makes sense. It's And it's not charming like a Bob Hoskins Mario Brothers. Uh, no. <laughs> Mario <laughs> Brothers no. is like... No ridiculous charm. fantasy. They're like, we're gonna make it sci. We're gonna make it gritty sci-fi. It's like, well, weird. Okay. Just keep Chris Pratt out of it. We're good. <laughs> bring bring back John Leguizamo any day. I don't know why his name is Luigi Mario, but okay. <laughs> so stupid. It's they're, they're the Mario Brothers, so they both yeah. have to have Mario's. You know. Oh man. I know. We have a we have a Hispanic uh, Luigi. I didn't even ever think of that. Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I love John Leguizamo. You can put him in any role, but mm-hmm. why? Pretty weird, huh? <laughs> I never Yeah. I never considered They that. don't look anything like brothers. If you if you were drunk enough, which they were, 
<laughs> it all made sense. Yeah. Don't hate the funky bunch. I didn't talk about. I talked about Mark and Mark. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That's an old. That's an old like. That's not even a reference to Marky Mark. That's a reference to like SNL jokes made about Marky Mark back in the day. Holy crap! I'm old. Okay, Melanie. Right. Yeah. What should we be amazed about? Um, I'm deciding. Should you want to be depressed or just like, oh wow? I said, let's go. Oh wow, I guess. Okay. okay. So they scientists have um, done some biochemistry research. And they have, for the first time ever, directly observed a key reaction um, in in our cells, in human cells, um, that that changed, respond dynamically uh, to changes in a dynamic or a magnetic field. So basically, um, our cells at a inside of our cells at a quantum level re- interact with magnetic fields. That's like how birds can. Um, you know, get around because they, you know, they know the right around because of the magnetic fields. They use those to, to navigate. A lot of animals do, but it's not, it's not just a bird thing. Apparently it's just built into cells. So we have the ability if we paid attention to it, maybe to also uh, use, use that sense, I guess you want to call it maybe, um, which I knew this already that people kind of could do that. Cause they've done, they've trained people on it where they like, have a belt on that will like buzz when they're fa- buzz on the side that's facing north. Um, and then they take it off after, after a month or two, they take it off and they can still feel where no- north is all the time. Um, but yeah, so they have proof that it happens in our cells. And the reason I believe is uh, this is where it would get more sciencey, but it's something to do with um, what are they called? Some, some kind of weird pairing in the cells. Um, cryptochromes there we go okay and they're involved in circadian with your circadian rhythms um those are the ones that yeah it's 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 your sleep cycle then Mm -hmm. weird yeah so if i don't get enough sleep i won't i won't be able to figure out where true north is my internal Mm -hmm. compass will literally be spinning oh maybe we're gonna say yes new sciencey stuff but it's it just amazes me that you know it's not. It's not even like, you know, a, a, an evolutionary thing necessarily. It's just something that happens naturally inside your atoms. You know that that's mm-hmm. nuts to me. Hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh wow! Wow! So train yourself to always find north, and you won't get lost ever again. Oh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, Jesse, you got anything exciting coming up? No. <laughs> not uh, at all <laughs> i will be releasing music this this month whoa I, be, I i you know it's it's stuff that needed to be released for a long time like i said last week it's not necessarily new uh some of it's been released like some of it's a kind of collecting various songs i've done that like went out on like a compilation over here or sure. a thing over there that never got a proper album th- release uh, some of it's stuff that just was unreleased, and uh, I finished, uh, I think, the artwork for it, for the like the cover art, and oddly enough, that's oftentimes the thing that I get hung up on when it comes to releasing an album. Uh, yeah, so, and I'm remastered, like, re- kind of, re- not remix, not like a remix, but remixing it and remastering 
um, most of it. So it should sound better since some of them are pretty old. Yep. There's hope for the for the 100, Paul says. There's always hope. I mean, not if I keep coming up with random things for me to do, like put out albums. <laughs> uh, it's slow going, though, because, man, I'm still very busy with work. Um, but, yeah, it's Halloween. Got to do something for it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, next week we're talking about historical horror. Woo! That's going to be it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go to if you thanks. I'm tired, I think today. I don't know. I'm off all episode. So I apologize retroactively. I apologize. I apologize T- talking about Deadwood. Two people <laughs> on earth I got that. <laughs> but uh hey, if thanks for watching anyway. And thanks for listening. If you stuck around this long, uh if you want to find more of groovy groovy stuff like this. Mhm. Go also Halloween Kills is coming out soon. It's on the Peacock. Mm-hmm. I watched okay. I didn't even get into the Cult of Chucky. I watched it for free on the Peacock. Oh. They had ads. I'm gonna uninstall that right. app though, because it's annoying. It, it, notifications for crap yeah. I don't care about. Yeah, no, I need to I need to cancel my account because it's had to one re- of those it's cheap enough that you just forget it's there and then right? you get the mm-hmm. bill and you're like, Oh crud, I got another month. I'll make sure to cancel it and then you forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had to, I had to install it again to watch uh, Cult of Chucky, but I didn't have to like it was free, available for free. It had ads, but I didn't have to pay for it, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. I had Abraham it for Lincoln, Van- but it's awful. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I think that totally fits as a historical horror. Oh yeah, it's a little bit it's not more very historical. Yeah. yeah. Well, none of them are going to be really well. Historical. Pride, Prejudice, and and Zombies also, but I don't recommend that one. Actually, Abraham Mass Lincoln Smith. Vampire Hunter. Wait, is that the one? I think that's the that was the big budget one, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. It got I a mean, pretty good not, release. Yeah, it's not accurate, but that movie was definitely much more focused on historical events than I had expected. That's for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, grogspodcast.com. Go there. Have a great mm-hmm. weekend, everybody. We're getting yep. out of here. What? Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. I'm panicking. Where's the video?